Shameless Media. No matter who you are, where you live, what you do for work, how rich or broke you might be, you're carrying around a secret. We all are. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I'm your host and ultimate secret sharer. Producer Justine Landers-Hanley is sitting to my left. Hello, Justine. Hello, Annabelle Lee. And hosting with me today is the delightful Tony Lodge. Hello, Tony. Hi. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> We've literally been off mic chatting to you for like 20 minutes. We just wasted about a lot of time. <laughs> the episode's only going to be three minutes today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was essential bonding. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Tony, you are new to the show and we are so excited to have you. For those who aren't across, you co-host your Spotify exclusive show, Tony and Ryan, alongside Ryan John. You are an audio and imaging producer and also a voiceover artist. I want to know, Tony, do you like- Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did you get that off my LinkedIn? (laughs) Like literally, yes. (laughs) I was like, I want to make it right. I don't want to fuck it up. So I'm just going (laughs) to- We've LinkedIn stalked you. I'm like, I've heard those words before. I've written those. (laughs) Also, this is such a sidebar, but on LinkedIn- you know how you can see if someone stalked you? Yeah. Did that take you time to realise? Because I was stalking people before I realised that and then I had to put myself on private. I've put myself on private for the yeah. same reason. I was like, oh, I want to stalk this new person that's like taken an old job or something. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like when you got notifications that someone had screenshot like a Snapchat 15 years ago or yeah. whatever and you'd be like. <gasps> it yeah. is awfully exposing. <laughs> anyway, back on track. I wanted to ask you about your voiceover artistry. I wanted to know if you change your voice at all and if you do, I wanted to little taste of voiceover Tony oh oh well I mean all of them are so different so there was one that I used to always have to do and it was for like Harvey Norman or like JB Hi-Fi or whatever and it'd be like come on down to JB Hi-Fi we've got this we've got that we've got this we've got that $25 interest free that kind of thing but then if you were doing something a bit governmenty it'd be like We'd like to let you know that the level crossings are now closing in your area. Oh my that gosh! Kind of thing. I, it's like I was just on the train. Just chills, yeah. literal <laughs> chills. And then if you'd like to buy insurance, we've got plans for every single family, all your loved ones, and the fluffy ones as well. <laughs> The smile on your face that I just saw, I could hear it in your voice as well. That's yeah. talent. It's, it's real like American psycho kind of stuff though, isn't it? Have you ever had to do the really fast, like at the end of a government messaging, be like, this yeah. is Spoken to you by Tony Lodge. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked to get a taste. Can I do that at the end of this episode? Please? Yes. Spoken by Tony Lodge. Yes. <laughs> Tony, to kick off season two, we're actually going to play a brand new game. It's called Truth or Consequence. So what's going to happen is I'm going to give you a sticky question that you have to answer truthfully for all the listeners at home. If you choose not to answer, then you have to do a mystery consequence of my choosing. Would you like to hear your truth question? Yes. Okay. Tony, tell us in detail about the last time you had sex, but I want like real detail like a play-by-play I want to know what led up to it why you had sex who you had sex with hopefully it's your partner (laughs) (laughs) oh oh my okay can I just walk you through how I'm feeling yes please so I will talk about anything 
sex is literally the only thing that like I'm like but I really don't know what the consequence is yeah okay. this is the way up for you and you yourself oh oh my god I think I'm gonna throw up <laughs> we've got cameras rolling we're catching this cool. okay oh. <laughs> a stress snort I've never heard a stress snort before I'm sweating I'm so panicked let me say I would feel nervous doing the consequence but I think you could pull it off yeah but oh. I kind of want to hear the truth to be honest um oh my god i literally am never speechless i never shut up um i'll do the consequence yes, yes. amazing 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 <gasps> this you guys got literally my achilles heel of things that i wouldn't talk about <laughs> oh my god i actually thought you were going to tell us the truth by the way when we wrote this up we we're like oh tony will tell us yeah. oh have i let people down do you want no. me to tell you this consequence is great it's funny you i can't it. go back now okay so it's the consequence that i have to tell you the last time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it, we should have done that. No, this consequence is I would like you to call the local cake shop yep. to ask for a quote for three cakes that you'd like with very specific messaging on each cake. Okay. All yep. right. But it's all in the messaging, Tony. The okay. first cake, I want you to say you want this written on the cake. Okay. I know you fucked Eloise. On the second cake, we're done. And on the third and final cake, the message is, I'm taking the dub, dumbass. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you like this in writing? Yeah, could someone pass me a laptop that has this information on it? Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, is that Alice? Yeah. Hi, um, I'm so sorry. Is this a good time for you to talk? Um, what's it in regards to? Um, I just wanted to get a quote for some cakes to be made. Okay, um, I'm actually just about to leave for a wedding delivery. Are you able to shoot me a quick email, darling? Yeah, I just have a couple of cakes that I wanted to quote for, but are you sure you don't have a moment now? I just really need to talk to somebody. Okay, well, yeah, do you want to run run it through with me really quickly? Yeah, so I just need three, like, really simple cakes. It's just more the, um, the messaging that I need on the top. Okay, and when's it for, darling? I just need a quote because I just, I'm not sure when I would need it for. Oh, I see. Okay, no problem. So what sort of style of cake are you looking to order? A message cake? Yeah, yeah, just something really simple. But I just, on the top of the first one, I'd need you to say, I know you fucked Eloise. Oh, okay. Um, So you're thinking just like fondant leathers, savage message. Yeah, just um, like really simple, but like super, like as mean as you, like the meanest colour of icing that you have. Yeah, okay, so maybe like a harsh red or like a black yeah. or something. Absolutely, so yeah. our custom messages, they, like for a seven-inch cake, they're 115, and then a nine-inch cake is 145. So the message that you're looking for, I know you, you'd probably, we'd probably be able to squeeze it onto a seven-inch. Okay. But it would probably be more effective on an eight inch. Okay, yeah, I'll go. Oh, sorry, a nine inch rather. Okay, yeah. Well, he told me about nine inches, but it wasn't that big, so that would be great. Actually, I'll pay the more expensive okay. one. Okay, for sure. So there's another one that just says, yeah. um, "We're done." Okay, we're done. Would absolutely fit on a seven inch cake. Good. Which would be 115. And think, then if you needed do you think it, it delivered. Better if all of them were the same size, like if you posted on I, Instagram or something. I think it'd be fine across the same size for sure. Okay. I don't think one unless you unless you want one to have more impact and you want that to be on a bigger cake. Okay, yeah. So that one was a bit more. That's okay if they're all about the same amount. And then the last one is a bit longer of a message. And it just says, "I'm taking the dog, dumbass," because <laughs> I don't want I mean, you to have the dog. Oh my god, I'm, I'm my love. If you're going through this, I'm so sorry that you're going through this right now. 
Thank you so much. I'm so sorry to hear if this is what's happened and you deserve the dog. Oh, thank you so and much. You're gonna, and I'm sorry and you're to take... bring this up no, for you it's before okay. we go it's to okay. a wedding I can, as I well. Hear, I know, sweet pea. I can hear that you're going through something really full on. And, you know, if you ever need to, I mean, you can voice it to me. I, it, it sounds like a horrific time for you. Oh, thank um, you and so much. You, it, by the sound, babe, it sounds like you deserve the dog. I think that message would probably need to go on a nine-inch cake. But, okay. you know, I'm sure we could find a way of, like, potentially – stringing these all together in a way that would work. And if we need to deliver it to him with, you know, like a pile of shit as well, that could probably happen too. You know, we can make things happen, babe. We're on your side, yeah. Thank you so much. I've written down the prices, so thank you for that quote. But have a great time at the wedding and maybe we'll talk soon. For sure, lovely. If you need anything, just feel free to send me a DM or otherwise my email address is hello at com. Thank you so much. You're so kind. I feel so much better now. Thank you. That's that's okay, my darling. Speak to you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I am still in shock. <laughs> did we just did, did we just call like the best person in the country? <laughs> Literally, I think so. Oh my fucking god! What a legend, Alice is. She honestly, do you think that she would have helped me with a real life problem <laughs> if I had her? I think she would have driven over to you and like, if you're like, I'm stuck. I, I need to – can you come get the dog with me? She would have, like, Elle Woods marched in and got that dog. And she said that she'd deliver the cakes with a pile of shit. That is icon that is, queen behaviour. That is friendship levels just, like, maxed completely out. Guys, go and support Miss Trixie Drinks Tea. And the cakes are gorgeous, by the way. Yes, and yeah. delicious. We will actually be buying these cakes for this joke. Yes, your work, them. your work is not going to waste here, Tony. Oh, what a sweetheart. You also did brilliant work. It was, like, method stuff you were doing. I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. <clears throat> okay guys are we ready to hear today's secret as always every episode we open a letter from one of the listeners containing one of their deepest darkest secrets our producer justine will read it out for everybody listening thank you justine thank you annabelle i feel like we're very warmed up after that um, i'm a little too warm annabelle, i'm like still nervous still from sweating. <laughs> annabelle tony here thank are your you. letters containing today's secret and this secret comes from our listener rose I'm writing to you because I need your advice about whether I should tell a girl that her boyfriend cheated on her with me. Before I tell you what happened, I need to start by saying that I know that I'm completely in the wrong here and I am not proud of what I did. Let me rewind. About two years ago, I met this guy. Let's call him James. During a summer internship, we ended up being assigned to the same team and soon enough, we became really close. I'm a pretty shy and reserved person and I liked how talkative he was, how he was always trying to get me out of my shell a little bit more. We started texting all the time, like 24-7. We spent all our time at work just talking to one another. He was always super flirty. We went to the movies together and on weekends he invited me to hang out with his group of friends. Which is why I was surprised when at the end of summer, James started going out with his now girlfriend. Let's call her Hayley. I was devastated. So he didn't have the girlfriend during all of that time? No. Ooh, okay. Oh, that's a surprising Because I, I was like, when's he going to tell her about the girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a girlfriend. Okay. But even though he was seeing someone, the texting and flirting continued. There we go. There <gasps> oh, it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> At first, I thought it was harmless. We were just friends and he had a girlfriend. But the texts became more suggestive and the flirting evolved into feelings. James always talked about me coming over to his house and staying over. After we know f- what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Sex. 
I was like, just to spell it out. S A X. And a few months later, after a night out with my friends, I did. I was probably a bit drunk, but I'm not going to blame alcohol because it was definitely a decision that I'd already made. Over the next six months, we slept together a couple of times. To make matters more complicated, I knew that things were not going well between him and his girlfriend. He would often complain about her and the massive fights they had. And I know that one time he drove to her house to break up with her only to back out at the last minute. We ended up in this very toxic cycle where one of us would suddenly grow a conscience and cut things off. But soon enough, we would start back up again. Eventually, I had enough and told him to never call or text again. Now, just for a pause and aside here, I want to know where do you think this is going? What do you think is about to happen? Don't read ahead. What do you think is about to happen? Tony, you're teeny. I just like, oh my God. Um, where do I think it's going? Oh, surely I'm, they're going to start things up again. I reckon they're not, but the girlfriend finds out and chases things up with her <gasps> and confronts her. Mm, okay. But two days later, he texted me to tell me that he'd been <gasps> diagnosed with cancer at 22 years old. Oh, my God. Okay, that's not what I thought. No, we were both wrong. For a while, we weren't sure how serious it was, and he had to go through pretty intense treatments. But when his prognosis improved and the cancer didn't appear to be terminal, I thought it was best for me to back off. James and I don't talk much anymore. And he's still with Hayley? Mm-hmm. Yep. James and I don't talk much anymore. It never crossed my mind to tell Hayley that James cheated on her with me because I knew that if I did, he would never talk to me again. But lately... I've been wondering whether I should. I'm okay if he never talked to me again. And if I were in her position, I would want to know. The problem is that even though for the most part, it looks as though he has beaten the cancer, he is still unwell. I am not a medical professional, so I don't really know how this all works. And I know that something came back on a recent scan that he was worried about. Do I reach out to Haley and tell her the truth? What if it costs him a key support in his life? What if... At that time or soon after, his health goes downhill. Is it far too cruel to expose a cancer patient who may potentially relapse at any point? Oh, okay. That is one complicated secret, Justine. I'd say one of the most complicated ones we've heard Mm -hmm. before on this show. I have the tendency to go, ah, fuck him. That's the man's fault. Yeah. Which, of course, I want to say here, but the cancer thing, as we're all feeling right now, really complicates things. Tony, what are the questions going through your mind right now? The cancer just adds such a crazy element and it's also like the time sensitivity Mm. of the situation. I feel like the cancer adds like the extra bit of pressure of, yeah, does it remove support for him if she then goes, well, fuck you. Like Mm. I'm not obviously going to stay with you because you did this thing. But also, do you think it's Rosa's responsibility to play God here? Because instantly I'm like, nope, like sh- the, the Haley, she deserves to know. But I'm like, pretty complex situation. Yeah. If you don't care that you never speak again, why don't you just like swipe that aside, move on with your life? Yeah, and maybe with time for Haley and James, things will just come out eventually as as they do yep. with time. Tony, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, break it all down. But before we do that, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Okay, Tony, I want to, as I like to do when the secrets are quite complex, I want to start from the start and work our way through it. So at the start, when Rose is talking to James and they're really hitting it off Mm -hmm. and then he starts dating someone else, that bit interested me a lot. 
Has that ever happened to you? You're talking to someone and you think it's going great and then all of a sudden they're dating someone else and you feel a bit on the sidelines. It hasn't actually. I mean, I'm just such a great girl. (laughs) 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 Who would do that? Um, No, that actually hasn't happened to me but it's kind of like when you like somebody and then they're like, oh, it's not really working out. It kind of feels the same way that you're like, oh, well, I thought it was going really great. Like yeah. what what have I done wrong? Yeah. And it feels as though they spent so much time together that you – they've obviously got a really good foundation of a – like you know how they always say that friends first is the best way to like mm-hmm. transition into a relationship. Yeah. So they obviously really trust each other, really get along. So she would be feeling really like put out by that. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting as well because I wonder if James was like – purposefully flirting with Rose at the beginning because he was like trying to get something going romantically. I just don't understand his reasoning of flirting with Rose and then starting to date Haley. Like, why wouldn't you just pursue Rose from the beginning if you didn't? Maybe he just had both of them on the back burner. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, like don't... maybe he was just like fucking around with both of them mm. and was like, cool, I'll pick the one I like most at the moment. I would just love to live a day in a man's brain. <laughs> I want to know like the reasoning behind actions because they baffle me. They just never fail to baffle me time and time again. <laughs> I want to know why James picked Haley over Rose to begin with. Because Are you like, emotional? Has this happened to you? No. no. Okay. Because I'm like, Literally. you're taking this so hard. Has this happened to you? <laughs> Imagine if I was actually Rose. The secret <laughs> was just I for said me. This. <laughs> no, this has never happened to me, but I just don't understand the core foundation of the secret. I think that cancer thing obviously complicates things. Yeah. But even without that, I don't understand him. I feel like Rose is unnecessarily torturing herself. I think it's fine. How, she doesn't know that James hasn't told Haley already. Yeah. She doesn't know that they haven't already come to terms with this thing and moved past it and gone like, I love you, it doesn't matter. That was, you know, it happened a few times and we had a good relationship but it was just like one of those reciprocal relationships where you really get along and you just want to explore something. It happened a couple of times, it won't happen again. Like we don't know that they mm-hmm. haven't already worked this out. Yeah, and to insert yourself into someone else's relationship could be like unnecessarily yeah. complicated. Yeah, and Rose has already said like, oh, I don't really care if we never talk again. So I'm kind of like, is this unnecessary? I do agree with you, but on the flip side, I also think what if James is a ship bloke mm. and yeah. Haley's a great gal and is helping care for mm. him through his cancer yep. and he never comes clean and he maybe does something like this again or does something That's even worse true. and she's just along for the ride yeah, let's, and is let's, being duped. Let's work with the assumption here that James has not told Haley. Okay. Do we know if Rose and Haley know each other very well? I they think, know I believe they know of each other, other but okay. they they're not like friends as well. I or, don't think so. Cuz I feel like if they were kind of mutual friends, mm. like they'd spent some time together, then I'd be like, I feel like you know her best and you probably know how to approach it. We don't know how Haley's going to take this. And can you imagine how fucking traumatic it would be if you had cared for your boyfriend through cancer and then someone's like oh by the way two years ago I fucked him a heap of times and then you'd be like oh, well I've just given all this time of my life to caring for this guy who's actually an asshole yeah like that's not just her romantic life crumbling down that's like every facet of her life that has been affected by caring for this person what do you think is more painful finding out like after the couple of years that you just mentioned or like later on in the future James having had done something like this again or as I said before, potentially something else, finding out that all this stuff happened in her relationship beforehand. I feel like if I was Haley, I would be like, I wish I knew sooner. Absolutely. Because like the sooner you know, the sooner you can like action it or do something. 
I also think, though, hypothetically, it's easy for me to say, I want Hayley to know the truth. I wish her all the best with someone else that's not James who doesn't, like, cheat on her. It's hypothetically easy for me to say that as Rose, I would go and confront the situation and go and tell Hayley the truth. But I think if I was actually in Rose's position making those moves to contact Hayley and tell her this potentially life-altering piece of information is a lot harder than it sounds. Mm. I reckon Rose isn't over James. No, she is. <laughs> Are we sure? So I, I spoke to Rose okay. on the phone. All right. And I will say genuinely, yep. I think she is totally over Okay. Him because she doesn't mind if he never speaks to her again. Yep. Just because you know how when people are like, I wouldn't care if I ever spoke to you again. I'm just mm. like, people normally care. Totally. Like, so I'm like, oh, maybe she's like, I want to see if something sort of gets going again or whatever. Mm. Or when you hear someone say, I don't care. And it's like, well, why are you voicing that? It seems like you're overcompensating for something. Yeah. But here, she actually genuinely doesn't care. Okay. Correct. Oh, So then I'm like, why not just move on with your life? Like, it is not... Rose's responsibility to tell Hayley. James has just as much responsibility to tell Hayley. I don't think that Rose needs to take this on. Okay, I've got a question for you. Question. If James didn't have cancer, he never had that cancer mm-hmm. to begin with, do you think that changes things? Because I'm fascinated by the role that the cancer diagnosis plays in this story. Because mm-hmm. it makes you he, – he's then the victim. Because I feel like I don't want to speak for you. But if he didn't have cancer, maybe you would be more inclined to say, yeah, why not, Rose? Tell Hayley. Yeah, that's true. Because there's like that extra like emotional trauma version. Yeah, you feel sorry for him. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that the responsibility is also his and that he should be telling her as well. But he's obviously not. So I get that Rose is just trying to do the right thing. Oh, this is such a tough one. Annabelle, Uh Tony. Yes, Justine. (laughs) There is a part of this secret I have not told you. (laughs) <laughs> so I said I am, no just now, but I, I want more. T- yeah. Tell me. <laughs> I am going to hand you each a piece of paper that has a little bit more to the story. Thank you. Thank you very the much. The twist. Oh, and I will read it out. Okay. The twist. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. There is another part to this story. I know that people can grow and change, especially after a cancer diagnosis. But in this case, the cancer did not change James's personality at all. From recent conversations, he is still the same narcissist he always was. And if anything, the cancer has just made him more entitled. For example, during my visits to the hospital to see him, he would talk about how the world owes him something now that he has had to go through this. While having cancer is absolutely terrible and unfair, I don't think it means the world owes him something. I know this sounds like a harsh thing to say about a cancer patient, but it's the truth. Mm. And while we don't talk anymore... It's obvious that James will text me a bit more when things are going bad in his relationship with Uh. Hayley. I won't hear from him for months and then suddenly he will message. Does that change what I should do? It's like he's using, sorry to jump straight in there. It's like he's using Hayley as a carer and then trying to like dip into other people for whatever he's looking for because he's a selfish person. That has angered me. And the fact that he's just like a real hard done by bitch being like, oh, the world owes me something. Like it's obviously getting cancer is incredibly unfair and that's awful. You'd never wish it upon anybody. I think all of that like goes that saying. But then to kind of turn this into something where, yeah, he's obviously very aware of his power in certain situations and knows that he can get away with maybe acting unfavorably because he does have this like, what's that thing called? Like a wild card that he can kind of be like, oh, but what about the fact that I've got cancer? Yeah. Okay, question. Yes. If he didn't have cancer, 
would you say, yep, just tell him, fuck up his life. He's an asshole. Yeah. Before this twist, I would have been like, he must be going through a lot and I don't want to burden him with more of this and the people in his life because, you know, it affects the people in Mm -hmm. the cancer patient's life. But this has definitely changed things because I guess to me being a selfish kind of manipulative person changes this whole scenario and I feel less sorry for him. A hundred percent. Because you still have the sympathy of being like, this is really awful, you're going through this, but like your actions are independent of your cancer. Does that sound really cold? No. But, you know, like he did these horrible things before and after he had cancer. The cancer doesn't affect his judgment on like how he treats people. Yeah. Because we're seeing that he was like this before. So I'm kind of like, oh, and I just feel so bad for the time that Haley is putting into care for this person. Mm. And I can see why Rose has like a responsibility, I'm going to say, in her mind that she needs to like protect Haley from this narcissist. Yeah, because in this scenario, two people know the truth. It's Rose and James. And clearly James is, is too selfish to say anything to protect the innocent third party here, which is Haley. Yeah. To me, Haley's interests matter the most yep. out of all yep. three of these people. I'd it seems like that. Rose is not too phased about whether she speaks to James again or not. Haley, if she doesn't know the truth for the rest of her life, mm. will never be able to make that decision. You know, Rose has been able to be like, I know what kind of person James is and I'm going to opt out. I don't want to talk to him ever again. But yep. Haley doesn't know who he is really in yep. essence. And I think the fact that Rose actually is trying to do this in the most selfless way, like she's actually not trying to gain anything. She's trying to protect Haley, mm. is surprising, yeah. but I think makes it easier for us to look at it and say, I think that she should tell her. Can I throw one question at you both? Yes. Certainly. So Rose here, if she tells this to Haley, yep. James is probably going to be quite mad at her. Yep. James's friends might also be quite mad at her. Mm-hmm. And she we established she knows James's friends. Haley might be very mad at her. What if James does get sick and then she feels really guilty about that? What if it messes up his life? Like in mm-hmm. a way – do Rose's interests also matter here? And is it in her best interests to say something? But also to flip that, if then Rose didn't say anything and God forbid James did pass away, would she not always think I should have told her because now Haley is like a grieving widow and he could pass away, like God forbid, but he could pass away and then Haley is like, left with that for her whole life mm. because she can't tell her after he's died yeah. because that is Very evil. Like yes. that's, she cannot tell him after he's passed away. But then it's kind of like, if you don't act now, it's like what I said in the beginning is like that time pressure yeah. of being like, if you wait too long, then you can't tell him after. Yeah, I agree. And I just think your question is interesting because It's always hard to know with things like this when you hear about someone else's story because you don't know every single aspect of Mm -hmm. this scenario. But for Rose, if you're listening, Rose, it would just be a risk assessment because, like, none of us know the kinds of people James's friends are and all of that. None of us know whether Hayley will even believe Rose. Yep. But Rose is the only person in this secret, in this story, that can weigh it all up. Like, if you weigh it all up, Rose, after you weigh it up and you still think that it's the right thing to say and if you don't say it no one will know and like the truth won't get out yeah then I think your answer is to tell the truth but if you do think it's risky for you Rose and that you might potentially be at the receiving end of some like really harsh shit that you don't deserve mm-hmm. then I guess keep it a secret what do you think Justine to answer your own question 
I think that you both have made really great points. I think that what I'm hearing though from both of you that I agree with is that James's interests rank the lowest here. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that he not only from what we have deducted from the facts we have, but also from his actions. I think that he has lost the right for us to care about his interests because he has given the least care to the other people in his life and put them in like precarious situations like socially yeah which is like a really shitty thing to do all throughout that twist it was just like me 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 all he cares about is himself so i think the truth deserves to be dumped on all of them to see what unfolds yeah do it yeah do it (laughs) guys i think that is all we have time for for today's episode of everybody has a secret tony you're a legend you did such great work in let's talk about the prank you did so well on that prank (laughs) we are so proud of you we are so happy to have you on the show so thank you for joining us thank you for having me it was so much fun and as always guys thank Thank you for listening. If you have a secret you're itching to spill, write us a letter and mail it to our PO box. You'll find all the details about where to send your letters in our show notes. Of course, if the old school mail system isn't your thing, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at everybody has a secret pod and on TikTok at everybody has a secret. See you next Friday. Should I say bye? Yeah, go for it. Bye. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> and, and the other thing you're going to say. Oh, <laughs> spoken by Tony Lush. <laughs> Except that was spoken by Annabelle Lee. <laughs> This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.